So, um, welcome listeners to the second of our short series of, oh, I like to call them fireside chats, but fireside chats with, with something terrifying looking in through the window at you as you sit by the fire. And um, yeah, so this is uh, Audio Terror Part 3, and I have the distinct pleasure to be able to spend a bit of time talking to one of the stars of of the podcast, he's 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 blushing when I say that. But yes, one of the stars of the podcast, Spencer, who plays Milton um, Blythe, who plays Milton Blythe in The Watchers of Warburswick and more recently in The Surrey Enigma, and and also in in a uh, soon to be released new new series. So, um, without further ado, I'm going to just um, introduce. I'm going to hand over to Spencer, so he can tell you a little bit about who who he is. Who is the man behind the Milton? Hello, yes, the man behind the Milton. Well, it's mm. a pleasure to be here, Andy. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what what do people want to know, really? I mean, well, I, well, you know. <laughs> I, I, I have my own podcast called Keep Off the Borderlands, which is uh, essentially started out as me um, just um, recording my journey back into gaming. Uh, much like yourself, I had um, several years out, about 30 all in all. And, Let's not um, give away the age too soon, Spencer. Oh, all right. Right. Oh, okay. Let's keep this okay. illusion that we're young, young, um, <laughs> energetic. Uh. <laughs> I'm not sure how long I can keep the energy going. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so really, I started a podcast in order to get back into gaming. Uh, mm. It's a bit, a bit sort of uh, putting the cart before the horse, but um, yeah, a bit brave as well. A bit brave as well. Well, it was because I kind of I discovered the anchorites, the whole anchor community, and and uh, it's just they make it sound so easy, you know. So uh, yeah, I just kind of jumped on the on the bandwagon there. I, I called into a few shows, and then um, next thing I knew, I had my own podcast. No, that's really interesting. I, I didn't know that. I, I assumed you'd, you'd got back into the hobby and then got the bug. But so, what, what? How? Why did you think you'd have anything to talk about if you weren't even playing at the time? Well, I mean, that was kind of the joke. It was a. It started <laughs> out as a podcast about not playing RPGs. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, and it was just kind of me sort of finding my way into it and contemplating. Um, you know how I was going to go about actually making the leap. I was very nervous about um, actually getting round to, to playing. You know, uh, I wasn't kind of making any headway. Mm. Um, I, 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 and I guess the, the the making the podcast was something I could do on my own, which would then lead me into inevitably playing. So I was kind of introducing myself to the scene, I guess. So were you nervous about making that first episode of your podcast? Because I was nervous as hell, and you can hear it. Um, yes, yeah, I did. I did, although you... Um, I don't know. I, I think there were some... There were a fair few notes for that first episode. I thought long and hard about what I was going to mm. talk about. So it's probably sounds a bit more planned than what i'm putting out these days but uh but um 
yeah, I guess it's the idea of making a podcast was, um, yeah, I, 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 it just really interested me, and um, yeah, so there, there was, there was that as well. The, the fact that um, I discovered how easy it was through Anchor to put something like that together. Yeah, you almost sounded like one of those forced adverts that they make you do on Anchor. <laughs> How easy. It's really well, easy. <laughs> well, I'm certainly not a trained actor, I can assure you. That. And um, let me guess, was it Che Webster's podcast that really was the trigger for you? That drew me in, yes. Yeah. Um, that's um, Role Play Rescue, which is role currently play on rescue. hiatus. Yeah. yeah, I think that's possibly the first show I called into. Um, Colin... Spike Pit Green mm -hmm. was, uh, I, I just, a, a very familiar voice, someone who uh, obviously doesn't live too far from or where I grew up. It's a southeastern, southeastern. Yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's and, England, by the way. Yes, yes, yes southeastern. Not, not, uh, not, not well, what's southeastern United States? Florida. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's the Florida of England, is it? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I would not say that. It's probably more, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's it's probably more New Jersey, I think. Yes, yes. Where I grew up, Essex. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, of... yeah, well, mm. retail parks and turnpikes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... So we got to know each other through Anchor as well. And, mm. you know, I mentioned Shay Webster, Webster. I keep saying Shay for some reason. Shay Webster. He, he was the first Anchor podcast I listened to. And then it, it's it's just a rabbit hole that you go down. And um, and then I came across yours after various, I suppose, maybe you called into one of his or whatever. You know, you know how it is. You kind of follow these breadcrumb trails and discover all these other people. And then we sent each other a few messages and then got to know each other. And and then I um, set up a game, which I lovingly called the Old Farts Game, um, <laughs> Call of Cthulhu game. And I, and I knew that you'd, you'd said you really wanted to play Call of Cthulhu um, at some point. And, well, that's where it all began, our, our gaming together. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure where to where, – what – what else would people like to know about me? Well, um, um, I mean, what, what, I think in order to kind of have this move towards the main topic, which is about horror and creating sc scary audio, um, let me ask you, what, what is it that you look for out of playing Call of Cthulhu that, that is different to playing D&D? &D? Um, what is it that you particularly want to experience as a player? Because you, you're coming into it very much as a player. Um, um, yes. Well, I mean, it's a game that's always intrigued me. I do like the idea of the, you know, the investigative nature of it and exploring a mystery. Um, I was kind of introduced to, I don't think I was aware of Lovecraft before Call of Cthulhu, I think mm -hmm. I first came across that and then subsequently sort of looked into the mythos and stuff. Although having said that, I, I don't know a lot about Lovecraft's work. 
I know I've, I've read a handful of short stories. Um, but I think as a player, that's not not really a problem. And in, in fact, I think it helps a bit not, you know, not being uh, fully versed in the mythos. Yeah, it's almost as if you might have listened to one of my episodes, a couple of, my last episode, because um, <laughs> I talk about that. I, but you probably haven't. But I talk about that as, as being one of the problems with it. That the more you play, the more you know it, the less yeah, mysterious yeah. and possibly, I, I actually said scary it becomes. But 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 here's the core of the core of the thing. I don't, I don't think it is scary playing any role playing game really. Um, but there's something close that you can you can get close to it in some ways, mm, and maybe we can explore mm. that. Well, I'm sure it's a it's a conversation. It's certainly something I've I've spoken about in the past, and it's been mentioned on a few other podcasts. This idea of trying to create fear at the table and the different degrees to which that can be achieved. But I mean, personally, I, I, and this may just be me, but if if I can sit around with some friends, telling each other kind of you know, ghost stories and just give ourselves a little bit of a chill, you know, get just get that tingle down your spine. Um, surely you can bring that out at the table. Mm. But... So I think we are moving rapidly towards the, the, the key question about how you create that, because my position is, that everything we've done up to now is not really horror. It's mm. not really horror what we've what we've created on those actual plays. Um, and well, you know, the listeners may agree or disagree, um, but objectively looking at it, we're creating something much more, I would say, almost slapstick comedy. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and and uh, I spoke about this briefly with TJ the other night. How comedy at the root has got this is about violence <laughs> you know the two things mm -hmm. are really you know if you think about tom and jerry or the three stooges yes. or um the marx brothers or any or mr bean or any classic comedies um that there's the physical harm becomes something funny in comedy and it's used yeah. as the basis for most of course there's much more sophisticated types of comedy that are about wordplay and that's a very different thing but the kind of stuff that you see on screen um tends to be about people having unpleasant things happen to them but in such a way that it becomes funny because you, you can't help but laugh uh, you can't help but laugh when you see the man walk into the lamppost it's just an instinctive reaction mm, yeah yeah um so are you, you suggesting that that kind of negates the, the horror of unpleasant things occurring to characters? Mm, yes, very much so. That's very astute um, uh, because, again, this is something that I've realised from editing it and TJ pointed out very much, is that one of the things that punctures any potential for tension or horror is the laughter. The laughter immediately punctures it. And I have this seemingly um, unescapable um, reaction. I always laugh when I describe a horrific scene because in my mind, it's kind of so extreme. It's, it's like, 
it's like Mr. Creosote, isn't it? In in yes. in in, um, in the meaning of life, in Monty Python's meaning of life, it's horrifying, but it's absolutely hilarious at the same time. The images are horrifying, but the context makes it funny. And what what we're kind of getting towards, what we're trying to think about is if we can remove all of that comedy, can we actually create something that scares that 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 is creepy and scary and unsettling? Because the elements are, are all there, but we're not really emphasising them. Well, I, I was thinking of the, the thinking of the contrast between two. See, I, I don't really want to spoil anything. No. Well, um, let's talk. We can talk completely about Watchers, and we can talk about everything up to um, where um, where Emery has his space need trip. So we can't talk about yeah. anything after that. But you know, we've got these. Okay, we can talk about the floating skulls. We can talk yes. about the 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 deep ones, and you know um, the shotgun carnage at the at the manor house, and all mm, of that mm. at, at Chesney. So Chesney Hawks, man, you know, there's some nasty stuff going on there. <laughs> I know, but but that was particularly, um, yeah, slapsticky, wasn't it? I, I mm. um, I'm I'm just thinking about what's coming up. And how uh, that has a slightly different feel to it, because I think uh, we had there was some I think, genuine concern mm. as to whether we were going to, you know, whether or not we would make it out of that situation. Yeah, which I think is slightly different in a way, because that's more like. Um, you as players worrying that your character is going to die. I, yeah. I think that's a bit different. I, th I think it's wrapped up in it. But it's more that for me is more about your feelings of okay things are getting serious now yes. and we're in trouble, hmm. as opposed to the tone of what we're creating around for the for the for the for the audio. I, I think the two are subtly different in a hmm. way. Well, it's it's difficult to actually separate that from you know how I feel when I'm playing because when hmm. I listen to the actual play, I'm kind of it's bringing back those the feelings that I had when when I was actually playing hmm. uh, for example the um the the beefsteak uh, guy what's what's his name um oh um I've forgotten <laughs> oh <laughs> well, Butter, okay. Butterworth 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 I know I he's a genuinely creepy guy he's a genuinely unsettling presence I, for me and I'm I I'm not sure that. I, just, I wonder, because I can't judge whether that comes through in the podcast. In the I episode. don't know either, um, but that's definitely what I was trying to do. Mm. I was trying to evoke that for sure using those kind of tools that you have when you're presenting a character, you know, this the, the sort of um, false bonhomie and the... Mm gregariousness but with this threat underneath you know that's a typical kind of character you present in that situation mm -hmm. well i've still got a very vivid vivid image of him standing there as we're walking past after the incident on the hill yeah. and him saying one down yeah and, uh, that's really really stuck with me <laughs> i it's a shame there weren't any more deaths because that would have been a, a good amplification. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Well, spoiler. <laughs> well, anyway, um, it always comes. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think I will. I think I will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. All right, so that was 18 minutes-ish. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and, and you're right. I was really trying to creep you guys out a bit at that point. So whether or not it was scary or whether it was just unsettling and made, it created a certain image in your head, I, I, I think that's good. But, but I think those moments are rare because I think we as a group go in without ever having articulated it. We go in to make it funny, I think. We like mm. having a laugh, all the people yes. playing in that game. We, we want to amp, amp up the silliness, I think, as a group. Yes, yes. Although I, I, I don't want to do it at the expense of the the fiction, if if you know what I mean. I want mm. to be a funny character within that world, but yeah. take the world seriously. Mm. Yeah, I, I think we do, but mm. I'm naturally I naturally goof off when I make npcs i i naturally make npcs that have this sort of ridiculousness to them <laughs> you know um tj talks about it quite often that i seem to have this this trope that i do a lot where i create these npcs that literally don't believe anything that's going on and assume everything's fine <laughs> you know and and uh, and and that becomes this kind of funny like tone like like the policeman like like the policeman in in surrey who's you know, no, let me just make, so you went yeah. up, you know, and he's like taking <laughs> notes and, um, you know, and he's just, just oblivious to any, any uh, horror, horror that might be going on. But, but that made, that made sense in the context, you know, some yeah. small village Bobby kind of trying to deal with this horrific situation. Yes. You know, when, yes. Uh, you know, the most thing, most he's had to do up until then is just, you know, I don't know, get people's cats out of trees or whatever. Ch chase the kids out of the orchard kind of thing. Yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. So so what we're what we're thinking is so one one thing we have to do, one thing I have to do is cut out my my laugh reaction. Because what we think that, that does, what 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 we discussed is that gives everyone like a release. It's like yes. saying, you don't have to take this too seriously. We're just having a bit of fun here. Mm. And if I could hold my tongue and leave the horrible thing hanging there in the air and not laugh or not, you know, leave you guys to, to absorb it, I think that would be far more effective for the, for possibly for both the experience you're having at the table and also for the, for the podcast. Um, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that sort of comedy element in horror i'm a big fan of comedy horror mm. and um i was thinking about the the you know the the scottish podcast yes fantastic um which is yeah it's very funny but it's played straight isn't it there's no uh, yeah well uh, well they veer they they yeah, switch very it's, cleverly from mm. it's not it's not silly humor it's it's very no acidic like um cynical sat satirical kind of humor i don't mm. i don't know if satirical is the right word but it's certainly very cynical well, humor so they but they switch very well between that and genuinely scary stuff or nasty stuff or creepy i stuff. think yeah there's a um an authenticity to the humor that you know it's kind of like everyday 
hmm. humour. Yeah, um, it's a it's a couple of innocence. Scottish rajas. Yeah, all over there. You know, just just kind of like very cynical. The world is shite. <laughs> sort of yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they're gonna. Yeah, yeah. No, no, um, no sentimentality in any of the characters there. No. Uh, although I suppose they do have some slapstick characters as well. That drunk woman who constantly appears, she's a sort of extreme silly character. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny because I, I, I was actually thinking, damn it, I, I wanted to talk about the Scottish podcast, but I forgot to on the last episode. I, I was talking about all of these horror podcasts that I've been recently listening to and. I completely forgot I've been listening to the Scottish podcast for several months now and listened to the whole thing. I think that's a really good example to look at. I don't know if you've listened to many horror podcasts. Um, well, there's, I've got so many things uh, that I, <laughs> I've, got, I've got my, you know, you wouldn't believe my podcast feed. There's hundreds and hundreds of yeah, stuff. I would believe. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, but I still kind of, I've listened to, obviously I listened to the, uh, the good friends of, um, hmm. uh, I can't think what it's J- called. J- Jason, um, Jason, Ermintree. Jackson uh, uh, Elias. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You mean um, the guy that you play with every two weeks, Scott's podcast? Yes, yes, Scott's podcast, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but that's not, but obviously, I mean, no, it's, it's a podcast about podcast. horror, but mm. it's not, I wouldn't say it's a horror podcast itself, It's, it's but, it, but yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. And I, I do listen to a few sort of film podcasts about horror films. Mm. Do you listen so, to Tear Them Apart? Do you listen to Tear Them I've, Apart? I've, I'm just, I've certainly listened to an episode or two. I think um, it's good, it's good. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of some of them. Because I, I think when you when you're, I certainly found that it, it almost requires me to shift my focus if I'm going to listen to dra- audio dramas. Um, I don't have. Right. It's like okay, now I'm doing audio dramas. I don't have time to listen to all the gaming and and theory yes. podcast because like there's so many good audio drama podcasts out there that I wanted to immerse myself so so yeah it, it requires a commitment I think <laughs> I've certainly part. I've certainly listened to audio audio books horror you know yeah stories. what kind like contemporary or weird fiction or well I've, I've listened classics? to some um Lovecraft and a bit of um uh Algernon Blackwood. Oh, Algernon Blackwood. Uh, yeah. Um, I, sorry, I'm not very good with names. It's all right. Um, it's all right. I should have any any Robert notes. E. Howard? Any Robert E. Howard? No, I haven't listened to any Robert E. Howard actually. No. I mean, I, I, again, I've mentioned this in a pre- on on Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. Um, his horror anthology. It, there's some really good stuff in there, but it's. Yeah, you, you need to take a deep breath and hold your nose a bit when you listen to his horror stuff because it's um it's a little bit racist. Right. Uh, and when I say okay. a little bit, it's extremely racist, and sometimes you you're like, oh god. Um, his Conan stuff actually is much more palatable, um, mm. and is excellent, but it's not really horror per se, although it kind of veers into it in parts. So yeah, I would recommend listening to the the Conan um, collections if you get a chance. Right, right, okay. They're really good. Um, hmm. But yeah, so so I've 
been delving into that world. And it, it, this is really was the trigger for doing this um, because I was genuinely scared listening to some of this stuff, which really shocked me <laughs> because horror movies don't scare me or not really. Um, I, I think you just get used to the to the mechanisms that they use, hmm. the scare, yeah. the scare tricks. You just get used to it because not many horror films don't really. A lot of them aren't very deep. They're quite shallow. I suppose the most re- creepy one I've seen in recent years is um, is well, Midsummer was kind of. Have you seen Midsummer? I haven't, no. no. It's kind of creepy, but kind of silly as well. Um, mm. the, the the one that I've seen recently, oh, God, I can't even remember what it's called anymore. It's the one about um, that family living in, um, in this uh, sort of rural area in upstate New York, I think, and the daughter's kind of weird. Um, and oh, yeah. She... Um... And they make and the mother makes these little models of uh, yes. like these little tableaus. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Everyone's shouting at us. At the I know, I know, because it was quite a popular one. I thought yeah. that was kind. I thought that was kids with an R. Oh, I think or an M or an R. Oh, yeah, uh... what, whatever. Anyway, we'll. I'll put a link to it. <laughs> yeah, um, that got under my skin a bit because the themes were were creepy. But then, then it kind of. Becomes a bit silly towards the end. Uh, yes, I found the first half of that film really, really interesting, and it was kind of like mm. a psychodrama, yeah, thing. And then at a certain point in the film, it just went a little bit too far, and I kind of checked out. Yeah, yeah. Although some of the scenes at the very end are unsettling for sure. Mm. <laughs> you know, the, the visual imagery is 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 really good, and and some of the shock stuff. It, earlier on, it, early on, it's good as well. I, I think overall, it's it's a, it's a, it's a good film. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched I watched oh. something recently called Host came out last year, um, and it's it's about an actual um, kind of uh, video chat thing. Oh yeah, that's quite effectively done, uh, where they have a seance online. But I think. What I've what I've observed from listening to some of these horror podcasts, or the good ones at least, is they do get under your skin a bit and they play and play around in your head. Most horror films I find these days don't. They don't have this kind of ongoing effect on you. Um, that they're just scary maybe in the moment due to jump scares or a horrifying image. And but what these horror podcasts do, and again I talked about this in the last episode, is they they actually create this, what Stephen King refers to as terror. I don't know if you are aware of Stephen King's essay on horror. He kind of breaks it down into these three different things. Yeah, I kind of understand there's the sort of the disgust. Mm-hmm. And then there's, um, I suppose, like your sort of jump scares. Yeah, like the, 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 the monster basically grabbing the mo- Right, yes, yeah. And then, and and then, then there's sort of un settling yeah terror yeah the unseen shadow in the corner in the corner of your vision and you turn and it's not there and but it just stays with you and a lot of these podcasts i think achieve that that third thing really well because they they don't explain much that's going on and they don't you don't see anything and it's your mind filling in stuff um 
and sound has this strange effect on you if it's if it's put together well so here's here's what i want to do and you tell me whether this sounds stupid or not i want us as a group the old farts or actually we call it the, the white dwarf the white dwarf sessions that's mm -hmm. a more polite way of referring to us because <laughs> we're so far we've only played white dwarf scenarios right yeah um but um what i what i want to do is for us to find a scenario find you know and it could be maybe something we only try for a couple of sessions or maybe something we go for a few more like like we have been and we we all go in with the intent to be really serious about it mm. and not joking and okay. see whether we okay. can create this scary product out of it have you have you do you run this by barney yet i have not <laughs> run this by barney. do you think he will be the um the fly in my I, ointment no i think he could yeah he would give it a go i think he'd be up for yeah, yeah. being being serious for a change <laughs> no, no i i think i think he'd be fine with it now yeah. you know I, I, well, let's see. Let's see what he says. He might object to me giving any kind of instruction before we play a game at all. You know, <laughs> that might be the problem more than him playing serious. Um, I know that Scott can do it in his sleep because mm, yeah, you probably imagine. haven't heard it. I don't know. You're probably not a Patreon uh, no, follower of how we afraid. roll. Sorry, no. Scott. Sorry, Scott. Um, <laughs> how we roll? Yeah, so... Oh, right, okay. There, there. So he he's running two-headed serpent on that, um, and he ran the prologue of Masks of Nilethotep for them, and he, you know they're great, they're <laughs> really great. But they they play for laughs a lot of the time as well. Um, there's also some icky and creepy stuff in there, but they were playing also, and this is only available on their Patreon feed. They were playing Cult Divinity Lost which right, yeah. I didn't really know much about, but there's something about it that that in, in, in just the themes and the setting that just naturally goes towards a much more nasty kind of horror, a much more unsettling kind of horror. And they play it all pretty straight. Scott actually is a player in that, and his character's right. really messed up and mm. disturbing characters that he plays they all play disturbing characters because it just seems to to warrant it so i know scott can uh, couldn't go there and probably would enjoy it um I, I think when i listen to them a lot of it is also down to their gm um who who can evoke these unsettling feelings i think just through his descriptions and his and his dialogue so that's something I, I would have to really, you know, embrace fully. Mm. Oh, I'm sure you could pull that off. We will see. I, you know, I think you and me are quite similar in the way that we always like a um, a little, a little wordplay, a little joke, a little um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a bonmo. Well, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm, I'm kind of putting it on Barney as being the one who can't be serious, but I, I'm, I doubt myself as well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just perhaps more so. It, it's it's how we communicate, basically. Yeah. But yeah. but I suppose what this means is that we this would be more like an exercise that we're doing. Yes. You yeah. know, we'd be much more conscious of what we're doing in terms of what the output is going to be, and 
I wonder whether that's something that we would enjoy as much if we knew that going in mm. as opposed to mm. just playing. Yeah, well, I, I don't think there's any harm in trying it, mm. is there? No, I don't think so. Well, unless unless we just don't well, enjoy I mean, it. I mean, if, we, <laughs> if we had a session and we all hated it, then uh, yeah. you know, that kind of answers the question, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I, I suppose I, I'm... Yeah. I mean, you never know what the what the what the results might be of, of trying an experiment until you do it. So so let's let's see. If you are, you know, if everyone is willing to do it, and in fact, you know what, it doesn't have to be everyone is willing to do it. It's, it could be whoever's willing to do it. Let's try it as an experiment. Mm. The other thing I was thinking of that maybe part of the problem is when you have a group of four or five players, maybe it's harder to create that atmosphere when there's so many players. Um. Yeah, I don't don't really know enough to comment there. I'm not I'm sure, not sure. No, I, I'll tell you why though, because part of the thing with horror is that the people in it tend to be like, you know, they're vulnerable, they're helpless. There's, mm. you know, it's like one or one person against, you know, it's only one person that realizes what's going on, and everyone else mm. is getting sucked into the awfulness, and they're fighting against it, and they're alone against the flames, kind of thing. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, a smaller number of people makes it more intimate hmm. as well. Um, kind of when you're all together in a group, you're like a gang of heroes fighting, you know. It, it just changes yeah. the tone a bit, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure there's anything I can add there, but I can, no, that's right. just that's picturing right. a, a small group, a, you yeah. know, just a, a, a few people with it sort of up against it, surrounded yeah, and... by darkness. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I think, you know, think of some of the action scenes that we've had. If, you, if it had been just you on your own, let's say, you probably wouldn't have You'd, your reaction would be very different, I think, to knowing that you've got three heavily armed friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, sorry, all I can picture now is Barney's character running into a lake with a skull biting into his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I never really talked about this with TJ, but I think that the audio work that he's done on, on Surrey has been amazing. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I, you know, the... The, the, particularly the last episode with the that weird Indian music when when mm. when Emery was having his space trip, space me trip, um, mm. and yeah, just he, he just does a great job on it. Does TJ edit all those? Because I thought you kind of shared he, the. We do. He, well, so I edited Warberswick. Mm. He he's edited Surrey. I I'm editing Berlin the Berlin cycle. So uh, it's like um, we, we don't exactly alternate. It's just um, we, we each just pick a series and, and we work on it right. like yeah. exclusively because we, we both have slightly different styles, I suppose, and ways of doing right. it. I tend to put in more sound effects and, and, and music. He likes it a bit more sparse. And, and he actually thinks that the music and the sound effects – can actually take away from any possible suspense. It, it can, it can make it. It can actually have a detrimental effect on it. I'm not sure. I, 
I, mm. I think that's a question for, for that we'll have to figure out. I personally yeah. prefer it with sound effects and music. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's a sort of a case by case thing really because i can imagine that also you know just dropping the sound out i mean if you're used to a bit of music and and stuff and it can be just as effective to mm. sort of heighten the tension by actually having that stuff to sort of drop away at points so final Maybe. question and i'll let you go because i know it's getting late for you or late-ish um combat do you think for a proper horror vibe that we should really minimize the combat in the actual game not not talk about the edit i mean in the actual game itself um i don't know because i mean a lot of the combat has been uh, yeah I'm not sure. I know what you. I know what you're saying. It kind of does go against the Lovecraftian sort of, uh, you, you know. The, you, plus, plus, that, if that you can fight point. and kill, if you can fight mm. and kill the horror, then it's not that horror, horrifying, is it? No, no. Um, uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Because I'm thinking, I don't know why I've got scenes from the thing in my head. Mm, true. Uh, and there's, you know, there's a bit of combat in that, and but <laughs> you know, is. there's real, um, you know. But even so, they're they're pretty much doomed, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And if you can't, if you if you compare that to Alien, let's say, they're both similar in their in the arc where the enemy seems undefeatable. Mm. And just plows through the group until the hero finally comes face to face with it. Mm. So I, but I even think that... then, they they all they do really is escape that sort of certain fate, if if, if that makes sense. They don't actually kill the creature in combat, although well, possibly in the thing. They when they blow it to smithereens, but there's no. They, they kill it. that part of it, or that instance of it, but yeah. they, it could well be multiple um, parts. Um, but I so, think, uh, in contrast, thinking about shooting bits off of fishmen, perhaps, yeah, <laughs> maybe that was that was it was quite surprising to me when when we we actually did that. Not that I didn't enjoy it. That was that was great fun. Yeah, I, I wasn't quite. I, and what's nice is you don't know how it's going to go. But mm. you know, violence in horror films tends to be um, pretty much of a one-way street. <laughs> you know, until and, until the end, it's you know. So unless we're going to say basically pick you off one by one, which is very much the horror um, trope, I don't think you can. I don't think you can make you can make it nasty, but I don't think you can make mm. it. Um, like scary uh, if, if you're just plowing through the en enemies you know, well, one the, after the, the other. thing is i mean it depends doesn't it i mean if the if it's not a fleshy enemy that you're dealing with because i don't know what we're up against at the moment um, no you don't <laughs> no and it, it strikes me that 
although it's you know it it can interact with the physical world i don't know the nature of the thing itself mm. in that mm. sense yeah it's uh it's interesting um without wishing to give too much away um you know think you could get into real trouble in this scenario if you're not careful <laughs> and i, and well, I like I think, yeah i was just going to say you let the title slip i think the the other day was it? I can't remember what it's ghost jackal kill ghost jackal right yeah and um yeah yeah that's the first time I think I'd heard you refer to the name of the oh really yeah. oh I thought I had told you yeah well it's a great it's just a fantastic title <laughs> mm, um, yeah so yeah. so it's, it's 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 good that you know I mean it 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 doesn't give away too much to be honest but it gives away enough for you to worry <laughs> so I'd say a good kind of thinking along the lines of the uh, comedy horror um i was just thinking of um drag me to hell oh and, yeah and how kind of inescapable the, mm. the fate is in that and there's really and nothing she can do about it who who made that it was a classic a, Sam, Sam, Sam Sam Raimi. Raimi. Yeah. yeah really excellent excellent mm. horror film yeah. i thought yeah. and very similar, but a completely different tone to to that one uh, about that um, implacable. It, it follows. Have you seen? Oh it yes, follows? yeah, yeah. It follows. Yeah, yeah. Well, that you was, really don't know what. Yeah, that, what you're dealing with there. No. Although, as usual, once things get explained, they lose yes. their power. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So maybe you'll never find out what Ghost Jackal yeah. Kill is. I maybe that's. I'll leave, be left hanging. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far I, I'm certainly up for a, a straight-faced experiment. I tell you what, we'll put the stopwatch on and we'll see how long we can go without the first person cracking a joke. <laughs> that, that we'll, we'll do a sweepstake on it. I reckon. On. I reckon We're 20 minutes. Like I reckon the last 20 minutes. <laughs> be like a bunch of sniggering kids through <laughs> one minute silence. <laughs> you know, because you know, we're not we're not doing this. It, whatever I may think or other, you know, when we aren't doing this to create the actual plays, we're doing it because we like playing the games with each other, mm, and yeah, we want to yeah. enjoy it and we want to have fun. So inevitably, it'll it'll veer into that. Um, you know, the, the the actual plays are just a byproduct I, I, of us having fun round round the well, a virtual table, but a table nonetheless. So good. So that's two down, two down, two to go. <laughs> I'm not going to inflict this on Nikki because um, she's so right. new to the group. I, I I wouldn't want her to to feel like um, she she uh, has to have an opinion on this yet. The, the interesting thing is that I think Nikki is a naturally serious um, horror role player because right. we played in our in our King in Yellow. We were mm. all pretty much serious. Most of the time, it was really different, really, really different vibe. And I think it, I'm not saying it was qualitative, qualitatively better or worse in terms of the actual play output. I think it was different, equally enjoyable for me, but much more, a much more serious vibe. Um, and, and so I think that Nikki is, is naturally kind of leans into that, um, into that style. So I think she'll be cool with it. 
we'll have to check. <laughs> All right. Well, well, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very thank, much, Andy. No, thank you. Thank you. Sorry to have kept you up late. Um, no, ish. no, not at all. It's only it's five to ten. Oh, okay. That's that's. It's not. Right. It's not that late. It's not that late. Okay. Good. Good. Um, and I will see you tomorrow. Not not too long. In uh, you know. Oh yes. In, yeah. Yeah, we will be. We will be, we'll be. Um, I can't remember where we've got to. Oh yes, you were in the streets of San Francisco. And you've just been. Um, oh no, we've been, been not saying anything. Been not saying anything because this, well, this is going to be yes, months before it comes out, probably. No doubt, we'll we'll be giggling like a bunch of twelve-year-olds. Indeed. <laughs> All right, Spencer. Thanks All so right. much. Okay. Cheers. Take care. Okay. Take care.